This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big Sills! I am going to throw flowers at Jalen Hurts today. I know. I'm going to throw flowers at him. I was just talking to Tone. By the way, before we get going here, I want everyone to know that you get an opportunity this week to win yourself some Hooters gift certificates. We throw a code word out throughout the program. All we need is you to email us, and you could be a winner like Mark and Andy here. And they were our winners from last week's drawing. You get some opportunities to work and get yourself work into a position where you get your name called this coming Monday, and you might win yourself some Hooters gift certificates and some merchandise. All you have to do is email the show, show at gmail.com. For you to get yourself in line for that, we'll announce the winners on Monday. So we look forward to that. By the way, Boomer Esiason at the bottom of this hour. WFAN and also CBS morning host in New York City. Um, I'm going to throw some love here at Jalen. You know, I was, I was reading some of the quotes by Justin Fields. You know, if you want to go back to the summertime, too, with Kyler Murray talking about, you know, Jonathan Gannon, the coaches and all of us have to look at one another. If things aren't going well, I'm going to say something. You know, Jalen Hurts has been prepared better than any of these young quarterbacks who went in the first round. I think that first round tag sometimes hurts some of these guys. You know why? Because if you're a first-round draft choice, it's almost like an entitlement to have things go your way and have everything handed to you. People like Dak and Jalen, who had to actually fight up the ranks to be a quarterback in the NFL, they weren't expect. If you're not drafted in the first round, you're expected to be a backup. Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott were not drafted to be starters. They were drafted as safety belts. So they've actually had to work at being a starter in this league. You hear Justin Fields talking shit on his coaches. You know why? Has a little adversity in his life, and he's looking to blame someone else. When Jalen Hurts was at Alabama and had that job taken from him, he didn't complain. He was a great teammate. He wanted to graduate from Alabama. He wanted to continue and stay there until he got through the year. Then he transferred. That guy 
is so mature. And it's why you have faith in him. He's going to figure it out. He is so mature. You listen to Kyler Murray or Justin Fields make excuses why they suck. You were brought in. You were brought into your organization as a first-round guy for a reason. To change the culture. To change the entire culture around. Not have everything handed to you. That's what you were brought in for. You were brought in for that. It's more than just playing the quarterback position here. Okay? It's more than that. It's it's, it's about being a leader. You know, Tone said something to me about a year ago, and he's dead on. You know the intangibles? Hey, well, welcome to the NFL. You know, you're supposed to have those intangibles. He's right. The more and more I see these young players today, the less I see of those intangibles. I'm telling you, man. Justin Fields, I don't want to go to battle with that guy. Kyler Murray, I don't want to go to battle with that guy. And get this, some of these guys may be more talented than Hurts. Like they were with Brady. A lot of guys were drafted ahead of Tom Brady. A lot of guys have more talent than Tom Brady. Just something about Brady, though, that wins. Dude, I'm telling you. You know, these other guys' actions, I think they enlighten everyone in how you look at Hurts. Hey, Jalen's not making excuses for his play. He's 24th in quarterback rating right now in the NFL. He's got to play better. Everyone knows that. But there's no excuses going on at the NovaCare Center. Nobody's making excuses. We got to play better. He's 24th in quarterback rating. I don't hear him complaining about the coaches or Brian Johnson. They're not complaining. Damn, dog. You got to show some more. I mean, you talk about a lack of insecurity. Right? It's like a lack of insecurity, man. Steve, Jalen's a class act. He's not going to throw his teammates or his coaches under the bus. He's just not. I don't believe you'll – you know what's funny? I've never heard Tom Brady throw a player or a coach under a bus in his entire career. I've heard Rodgers. I've heard Favre. I've heard so many quarterbacks in the NFL throw coaches under buses. I've never heard Tom Brady throw anybody – any coach under a bus ever. I've never heard him even talk shit on a player. I've ne- he's been, you know, Brady, one of his greatest assets is what I think Jalen has as one of his greatest assets. You know what that is? These guys are great teammates. You know what, Tone, everyone? I think that's an intangible that people don't give enough credit to. Brady, Brady's greatest asset besides his hard work and all the things we talk about, is that he's one of the greatest NFL teammates of all time. And and I think that's what Hurts is taking from him. Hey, I'm going to study, and I'm going to be a great teammate. And that means to my coaches, to my fans, to my owner, to everyone in the organization. And if I don't like something, I'm going to bite the bit on it. 
I think that that is a strength because even when you know how easy it is to blame others when shit's going sideways in your life, we do this all the time. It's human nature. You want to blame someone. The great ones don't. You ever notice that? They don't blame anybody but themselves. If you get a big win, we were great. If you, you know what's crazy? What the media does is if a guy gets a win, they'll give it to Mahomes. If a guy gets a loss, it's the team around him. But the great ones do this. Man, we played really great as a team today. We were spectacular. And if they lose, man, I cost us the game. And, you know, when you're a guy in that locker room that doesn't get a lot of publicity and you're going out there doing all the dirty work, I think that's an intangible. That pisses me off about Justin Fields. Dude, they made you a first-round pick. They brought you into Chicago, albeit the coaching staff and the organization's a train wreck. I get it. O-line blows, defensive personnel. They should have drafted Jalen Carter. I completely get it all. But don't lower yourself into being in that kind of sewer because everyone else around you is in the sewer. You're supposed to rise up, man. Enough with the stupid lecture here. I just, when I see guys like that doing that, he, he's a total failure in Chicago. He is. And I actually have people in Chicago saying this to defend him. You want to hear this one? If Justin Fields was in Philadelphia, he'd be doing what Hertz is doing. That's, that's what half the fan base thinks. The franchise quarterback's underrated responsibilities to be a stabilizer, especially during times of chaos. A franchise quarterback can't fold in times of crisis. You see, hey, you see, you don't get a, you don't get a gauge on a guy's character when things are going great. You get a gauge on a guy's character when shit's hit the fan. That's when you do. Can you believe that, man? People actually think there's a half of a fan base that believes that Justin Fields, if he was in Philadelphia, would be doing the things that Hurts does. I don't believe that. I don't think he has a character to win. That guy does not have character. He does not have character. There's no character in Chicago at the quarterback position. Same in Arizona. There's no character there. Real quick here, before we get into the topics, Buccaneers, I want to look at them. Boomer size and bottom of the hour here on the show. I'm going to tell you something on what Deion Sanders is now doing to the draft in the NFL draft. How do you guys think that Deion Sanders is going to change the NFL draft with what he's doing at Colorado? How do you think the draft may be changed forever now? May be changed forever. How do you think Deion Sanders is changing the NFL draft? Curious if you see it how I see it here. How do you think Dion's going to change the draft here? Curious. I think they're going to change. I think guys like him, 
are going to change the draft forever. Player branding will tick up a notch. Top schools won't have as many draft picks. Let me, let me bring this to your attention here. So if I'm Shador Sanders or Caleb Williams, and the shitty Arizona Cardinals are going to draft me, and I'm going to sign in this offseason, if I'm Shador, a $10 million nil deal. Do you know what the average rookie quarterback makes in the NFL? He makes $7 million. I think if you're the top pick, it's 41 guaranteed. If you're Shador Sanders or you're Caleb Williams or you're Michael Penix and you're starting to make – nil is now going to keep most of these top-flight quarterbacks from going and being Justin Fields. Why do I have to go and play in Chicago for that shitty organization when I can go back to Colorado and make the same money? My value still increases. Greater chance to win a national title. Make more money. Shador Sanders is driving around a Rolls-Royce SUV. Why would he want to go and play in Arizona when he's going to make even more money this coming offseason? That's going to change the draft. Because all these teams that used to tank, that's not a given anymore. I used to, hey, Caleb Williams' father saying that he may go back to USC. I believe it now. You know why? He's making eight and a half, nine million dollars now. He's making more money at USC than he would make at Arizona. Why would I leave Southern Cal? Why would I leave Southern Cal? If I'm Shador Sanders. Travis Hunter's got to come back because he had a transfer and he's got one more year. He's got to stay. He can't go anywhere. If I'm Shador, I'm going to... By the way, Colorado is as bad as it will be right now. You wait till that transfer portal this coming offseason. You wait till... People are calling Colorado wanting to play there now. Recruits are calling them. Five-star kids. They're, they're going to be a national power if Dion stays there another three years. Why would I leave? I wouldn't leave. If I was making two and a half, three million dollars as a defensive tackle at the University of Miami, why in the world would I leave? I, I, I'd come back and make another three million. So you're telling me I get to go to the NFL already having $7 million in my pocket as a defensive tackle because I played with Shador Sanders at Colorado? This nil program might actually save what's left of the stupid NC2A. You know, with all this changing of conferences and teams leaving and doing this, I'll tell you something here, man. This has been one of the most exciting college football seasons I've ever seen. Because you know why? It's not Alabama. Nil has pushed the old guard out. Clemson and Alabama, 
It's no more regionalized. Hey, maybe Colorado can get to a New Year's Day bowl game. Hey, maybe Florida State can win the national title. Hey, maybe USC. What it's done is it's not regionalized the sport anymore. People, 9.3 million people watched a 2 a.m. football conclusion on an overtime game between Colorado State, I think they're called the Rams, and the Buffaloes. 9.3. I played in the most watched game in the history of college football, 25.2 rating. Okay, those are NFL numbers. But it was a national title game, and they moved the game to January 2nd. It was the first of its kind. It was really the first national championship game made was what we did between Penn State and us. We made that playoff. It was our two programs because they saw the number you could get. It was 25.2. No social media, no streaming, nothing. It was just network TV. Shit, man, that thing would have been a 40 share if we played it today. It had been a 40 share. And kids get money from that now. They get money from TV. They get money from attendance. Dude, if you're an NFL owner too, how are you not looking at what this guy is doing? You're front and center. He is a national story now. It's really unbelievably impressive. I just absolutely love what they're doing, man. All right, Boomer Esiason, bottom of the hour. Get his thoughts on Hurts and what the Jets are going to do. Want to hear his comments there. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. All right. I want to throw this at you here before we get Boomer on. If this football team, the Eagles, do not make it to the Super Bowl, is this a Howie Roseman failure? Or will this be a coaching failure? Because right now, he hasn't replaced the defense. And what most people are doing now is they're glossing over the lack of talent on the defensive side of the football because Carter's so great. But you're weak at almost every other position on your defense. That's Howie Roseman's responsibility to retool the team. I told you that this team would never be the same. I thought with some of the moves that he made that he had limited the damage. He has not limited the damage. He has not limited the damage. Okay? He has not. He's not limited to damage. And you're in the weaker part of your schedule now. Now, just like when we had Baird on yesterday, some of you keep going out here and saying, hey, well, we're 2-0. That's irrelevant. Now, I'd rather be 2-0 than 0-2 for sure. But that team's not going to win an NFC East right now the way it's playing. You're not. You'll get bounced in the opening round the way you're playing. Now, Sills, 
Do you think that the Eagles are going to play like this here in September and January? No. Well, depends. It depends. You're not deep. You're really not deep at any position except for defensive tackle on that football team. You have one injury to an edge rusher, and you have really no edge rushers. Hassan Reddick, he got hurt. You've had limited pressure from the edges. I thought Josh Sweat played a little better last week, but you've had limited exposure on getting to the quarterback from your outside edge rushers. That's why they're bringing a boatload of them in. Your linebacking core has been completely invisible. And Kobe Dean, prior to him being out, out, he sucked. He wasn't playing well, even in the limited action that he did have. Your safety position is a chaotic mess. And now with Avante Maddox being out, where are you going? Dude, they're bringing guys' names and I've never heard of. Okay? As great of a success that Howie Roseman had last year, I don't see it. Now, you look on the offensive side, you know, everyone's using the excuse, well, they're rusty. How can you be rusty with all those talented players? You got pro bowlers at every position. How can you be rusty? Because you didn't what, practice? So wait a minute. Last year you didn't practice, and you got out to a great start, and you look great. This year you got out, and your quarterback is 24th in QBR. I mean, there's only 32 quarterbacks, which means he's not efficient. That's what that metric is. Now, I don't hang my hat on that and go like this like PFF does. I I, I don't hang my hat on that and go, well, you know, quarterback rating. I I don't do that, you know, because it. Numbers can lie to you sometimes, as can records. Okay? You know, we, we, we're coming up with every angle of an excuse here on why this football team is limping out of the gate. Can it be talent? Why are you so, like, not willing to admit it? We're not talented in defense. We're good at... Get this. We're good today against the run. I still think that passing number is going to come down. I think those corners. And, and hey, and by the way, remember I told you in the offseason? I think Darius Slay is on his last leg. And I think those corners, everyone knows now they play center field. And they're throwing underneath them. That's why they're getting big. Dude, nobody quarterbacks are getting big numbers on you. They figured it out. It's a plug-and-play kind of deal. Okay? So is this Roseman's responsibility? What would you – well, how would you give and what would you look at? And, again, I think we got to wait to the end of the year, and I'm with you on that. we got to wait to the end of the year. Okay? But Howie right now, I think he's in scramble mode. And how many teams are going to be willing? Hey, I thought the Buccaneers were going to be in a selling frenzy. Shit, you look at the Buccaneers, and if you really look at them, 
I think the Bucs have a top five defense. The Eagles better be prepared Monday night. That's the best defense they'll play so far this year. That could be the best defense next to the Cowboys and Niners that they'll play all year. And you're taking on three guys in a row that know what they're doing defensively. Todd Bowles, Brian Flores, and Bill Belichick. Those three guys are great defensive-minded guys. If you think your defense is as good as that Buccaneer defense, you're about 17th. That's like fifth. And by the way, you don't have a defensive tackle better than Vita Veda right now. Carter may be that. I know who that guy is. That guy's playing great ball. Ask Jason Kelsey what he thinks of him. He thinks that guy's the most dominant interior defensive tackle when it comes to playing against the run of anybody in the league. I heard him say that. That's not just some dude. That guy is great. Now, I think Carter will be better. I think Carter will be better. This guy is better today. He is a good player. Mike Evans, that guy's knocking on the Hall of Fame door, dude. You don't have a guy on your football team that can cover him. And Baker Mayfield, you know, I'll tell you something about a guy playing with desperation. You know, people that are in a desperation mode, you kind of almost want guys like that on your team because they'll do whatever it takes to win. Baker Mayfield is in desperation career mode. He's been humbled, got fired in Cleveland, got fired in Carolina, the Rams, all of that. This guy was a number one pick a couple years ago. Baker Mayfield is playing some pretty damn good ball right now. And that game that you're going to play on Monday night, I wouldn't go to sleep on it because I'll tell you what, Mike Evans, nine straight years. Do you know there's only one other wide receiver in pro football history that has more thousand-yard seasons than Mike Evans? You know who that is? It's Jerry Rice. Okay? And Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball to him. He's averaging 120 yards a game. And that secondary they have is not very good. There's a lot of holes in that Eagle side of the football especially in the defensive side. Man, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I am so proud that, you know, this week, two friends of mine have carved out time for me. The Rock on Monday carved out time for us. And I've known Boomer Esiason. This is our 40th year I've known Boomer. And, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, the hard work that he does, how hard he works, um, I heard something today that kind of aggravated me a little bit because the one thing I would never put around Boomer Esiason's name is lazy. Let me bring in the morning guy here for <laughs> WFAN. Hey, Boom, I know you're not going to comment on it, but I heard a guy say something today that Boomer Esiason had a Carson Wentz lazy take. And I was like this. I would have appreciated it more coming from the herd saying, I hate that take from Boomer. That sucked as a take. <laughs> but to use the words lazy boomer, that wouldn't be something I'd throw around your name. 
Well, I, I don't necessarily know that it describes my work ethic, Dan. And by the way, it's great to see you again. And uh, thanks for reminding me. It's been 40 years. I appreciate that. <laughs> time flies. Am I, am I right or what? You know, there was a point in time where you and I were being drug all over the boo. And now I'm a grandfather three times over. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know who said it. And I really don't care. You know, when you're in this business, it doesn't really matter. Everybody has opinions. Uh, my opinion here in New York, I think I'm pretty well informed about the Jets situation, what's going on with them, uh, you know, how they and how and why they went down the road with Aaron Rodgers. And now what do they do? And and quite frankly, you know, people can throw out names left and right, which have been going on. I mean, nobody's really totally um, excited about Zach Wilson. There's not a lot of confidence in the fan base around Zach Wilson. Uh, I've watched Zach Wilson now the last three years. Uh, I think he's better this year than he was last year, for certain. There's no question about that. But uh, still, his three-interception performance last week against the Cowboys uh, didn't instill any confidence in anybody. And now they're playing the Patriots, who they haven't beaten since 2015. So in in the context of all of that, Dan, you know, questions arise, like, what do you want to do? I said, well, they're not going to trade for somebody because they don't want to give up a high draft choice if they had to get somebody. There's basically a handful of guys that are out there that are on the street that are free agents. Carson Wentz is one of them. Somebody that may take issue with that point that I was trying to make may not like Carson Wentz as a player and may have a lazy perception of him as a player. They forget when he was with Frank in Indianapolis, he was 27 and 7, I think, or 27 and 12 in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. He finished the year with COVID uh, the last two games, and he was a really good player. And then he was mired in the muck in Washington with Dan Snyder leaving the team and everybody kind of losing focus on what their job was. So I wouldn't say it's lazy. I would say it's an honest take on somebody that's a reasonably good player. May not take him to the Super Bowl, of course, but I think at this moment he may be better than Zach Wilson. You know, I know, and and I had Frank on when he went over and took the, um, when he took the Carolina job, he was going to take the uh, Philadelphia Eagle offensive coordinator's job because they had offered it to him. But then he got the Carolina job. That was his plan B. And I said, did you really want to get rid of a quarterback that was 67% completion percentage, 3,800 yards and 27 touchdowns to seven picks? He goes, I did not. And it was knee-jerk Jim Ursay doing that, that forced that whole situation out. So I ask you this, though, Boom, before we move on to the Eagles, do you think Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback after this week in New York with the no, Jets? No, I, I, don't, I don't think that that would be too drastic. Um, I, would, I know that Joe Douglas is calling around, just trying to make sure that they have contingency plans. Look, the contingency plan this year was for Zach Wilson to take over if, in fact, Aaron Rodgers missed a few games. Who knew that he was going to miss all 17 games? No, no, nobody expected that. So the contingency plan right now is in place that they had put in place but, you know, Zach not only playing, but also has a propensity to get, getting hurt. So you have to be thinking about, okay, this kid could get hurt. And if he gets hurt, then what? It's not going to be Tim Boyle that's going to lead this team to the playoffs. I'm sorry. A nice guy and back up to Aaron Rodgers and buddy to Aaron Rodgers. All that stuff is great. But let's be real here. They need somebody in case Zach goes down or poops the bed. And uh, next thing you know, they're, they're standing there with Tim Boyle. So that's, that's another reason why they need to sign somebody. But whoever they sign is not going to be starting for this team until after, I believe, unless, of course, there's an injury involved, after uh, their bye week, which I think is week seven. So that may be the time. If they're not happy with Zach or Zach gets hurt, that may be the time that they bring in somebody like that. That's funny. That's around the uh, Eagles and Jets game around that time, too, there, too. So 
that kind of kind of kind of goes in there. Let me let me get over to the Eagles here a little bit. We're based in Philly here. And Boomer, how difficult is it? You got the same offensive playbook on both sides of the ball. You lose both coordinators, and you come out of the gate here, and it just hasn't looked the same. Hertz has got guys wide open. He can't see them. It almost like 2021 when guys like Tony Romo and yourself were on TV going, he's open. Throw it over there. <laughs> and it just looks like it's kind of like degenerated a little bit to back to 2021. How much does a new coordinator affect that? Or is it hurt seeing new things? Well, you know, <clears throat> I think, uh, Dan, that a number of things are probably going on here. Number one, he didn't play at all in preseason. Uh, number two, they've won two games and they haven't played their best, which is a good sign for them. Um, they're going to have a tough game this week against the Bucs. The Bucs are a really good team. I don't know if Baker Mayfield has found his magic or not, but uh, he's played well. He's played really well on third down, the quarterback's down, if you will. So the Eagles will have their hands full with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, you know, as far as Jalen is concerned, I, I actually have told Philadelphia um, sports talk down there the last three years that I love the kid because I think he's so competitive. And he's got to get used to his contract now. He's got to get used to being the man without question and having that money over his head. Um, and what do you mean by get... that, Boomer? What, what, what <clears throat> I mean, when, you, when you're making that kind of money and you're one of the higher paid guys, what, what, what kind of weight is, is that? Is it more expectations that, holy cow, man, I can't put my pen here. I got to put it here. And everything's got to kind of be perfect. You're more cognizant of things around you. I think Dano, he, uh, you know, he wants to be great. Uh, you know, he turned down the quarterback show because he doesn't want the distraction, which I really do appreciate. Uh, he's always been a winner everywhere he's went. He went, you know, and he earned this contract, by the way. A lot of guys don't earn their contracts. Uh, Jalen earned it and almost played a perfect Super Bowl and would have been the Super Bowl MVP had they won without question. So I don't worry about him. I don't worry about their offense. But what, what you pointed to is the fact that they lost both coordinators. And, you know, it was a cautionary tale in the beginning of the year when I was talking about the Eagles and getting used to Nick Sirianni calling plays. Now, not Shane Steichen or whoever else calling plays there. But the fact of the matter is, is that there is an adjustment period and they got to get to know each other. You know, A.J. Brown's a little frustrated. They're probably not running the ball as much as they would like to and as good as they would like to because they do still have a very solid offensive line. And let's face it, this is not the same defense that was there yeah. last year. Completely. It's the defense is giving up yards, giving up plays, giving up points. And that's why it'll be interesting to see how they play the Bucs this week. But I still have them winning the game. I just think that Jalen has not found his rhythm yet. Absolutely, Boomer. They're 31st in pass defense on that side of the ball after two games here. Am I right when I say this, Boomer, that when I look at Mike McCarthy, why is there like a better rhythm? And it just seems the plays are coming in quicker. It just seems to me he's more in a comfort zone. Jimmy Johnson said this to me. The other day, Boomer, he goes, some coordinators want to put a lot of points up and a lot of yards up. Some coordinators want to try to win the game. And there's a difference in when you're talking about play calling people versus guys that are trying to put a lot of yards up. And he sees that Mike McCarthy has kind of made this thing with, with there's like better pacing to it. And they look better. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not wrong. As a matter of fact, Tony Romo was explaining that on CBS. I thought he did a really good job and a really dud, a dud of a game. You know, you're looking for storylines. You're looking to explain things to people. And, you know, here's the next Dallas Cowboy quarterback who's talking about the Cowboys in a positive way. And, you know, Jet fans are not very happy with that. But in, 
But in reality, as a TV broadcaster, you're trying to tell the total, total story. And you're wondering, why, why does Dak look so good? Why is the passing game so good? Why are they running the ball so well? Well, in 1997, my last year in Cincinnati, I think a lot of Philadelphia fans will remember this, because we played the Eagles towards the end of that year. When I took over with about five games left to go in the season, our offense went from averaging, I think, 19 points a game to 34 points a game. And the reason I, I, we were able to do that are two reasons. One, uh, the team needed settling down. They needed an older quarterback to run the team and calm everybody down because we had a lot of great young players, including a rookie by the name of Corey Dillon, who was shot out of a cannon. He just needed to be pointed in the right direction. And then his ability would take over. And that's, that's where I come in. And I was going so fast as an offense. Not, and, and it wasn't a no-huddle offense. We were playing on a Thursday night against Tennessee. And I was going so fast. That was the night I think Corey ran for like 240 yards. It was a rookie rushing record yeah. in the NFL at that time. It was an amazing game. Jeff Fisher was the coach of the, uh, of the Titans. And they were a good team. They were a really good team. And they had a very good defense. And we ran up like, I don't know, 34 points on them. And Corey had all those rushing yards. And he said to me after the game, he goes, what, like, what were you doing? Like, that wasn't the no huddle, was it? Because he remembers playing against me when we ran the no huddle when I was in Cincinnati. I said, no. I said, no, coach. It wasn't no huddle, but I did speed it up on you. And you boys <laughs> weren't ready for it. It was a Thursday night game. I said, you boys were not ready for it. And uh, I think that's exactly what Mike McCarthy's doing with Dak. And the nice thing about it is, you know, it's the opposite of what's happening in Denver right now. So Sean Payton's got this long lineage of plays. And, and, and Russell Wilson is really struggling to call the plays and get the personnel in the huddle where I think Dak and Mike are, are in sync right now. So who's ever coming in on the sideline with the new personnel group, Dak knows the plays that are assigned to those post, uh, personnel groups. And, and I think Mike is getting the plays in fast to him, and they're in and out of the huddle within 10 seconds. And I love that. And you do a lot of first sound, a lot of first sound at the line of scrimmage, all these little nuanced things that the offense can do to give them a distinct advantage, especially when you're playing against a good defense like the Jets, who they made look silly. Absolutely. Boom, let me throw this at you here. A couple last questions for you. Um, who you been more impressed with, the 49ers or the Cowboys? Cowboys. For sure, Cowboys. Um, you know, but they they played two questionable offenses in the Giants and the Jets. You know, they weren't playing Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not gonna take my hat off too much to them, but I would say that, you know, out of the gates, the numbers are startling, the defensive numbers are startling. Uh, and Micah Parsons looks like, you know, a reincarnation of Lawrence Taylor right now. So I, I, I would say them uh, slightly over the, uh, the 49ers. And I do love the 49ers, and, and we'll see them tomorrow night against the Giants. Uh, it's going to be a long night, I think, for Evan Neal, the right tackle of the Giants, going against Nick Bosa, who hasn't had a sack in two games. So, wow. you know, he's going to be frothing at the mouth to go get Daniel Jones. Please give me give – me, you're, you're the only guy – I had Craig Carton on a couple weeks ago. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I had him on and I asked him about Daniel Jones and you know, it, there just seems to be that people like were buying him at the be boom. Tell me what you are, are. Do you think he's an elite quarterback? Well, I mean, what is elite top five quarterback? No, uh, there's very few of those. I can, you, we all can name them right now. Yeah. Uh, is he a top 15 quarterback? I would say if he plays like he did in the second half against the Arizona Cardinals, hell yeah. Is he top 15 quarterback? And, you know, that was probably his best performance and a half, given the circumstances that they had to come back from behind. Last year in the playoffs against Minnesota was probably his best overall game, but Minnesota was terrible defensively, so he beat him in the playoffs, so he was great there. But this is the first time that Daniel Jones 
obviously to me, put the team on his back in the second half and said, we're not losing this game. And they couldn't lose the game. I think if they would have lost this game, uh, I know it's only week two, so you don't want to overreact. Uh, to me, the team respects him, really likes him. He's a low-key guy. He's a, he's like a clone of Eli Manning. So he fits the Giants motif perfectly. And, you know, look, this is what you have. And they paid him. So now he lived up to that contract in the second half against the uh, the, uh, the Cardinals. Thursday night, I think it's more of a run-for-your-life night for him, unfortunately. Final question for you. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. I know you're keeping an eye on what's going on out in Colorado right now with Deion Sanders. I mean, I mean, boom, he's he's doing things out of the box differently against the old guard. Give me your take on what you think you're seeing there. What how impressed we're, you we're are? What, where we're all seeing what we've all always seen from him. He's prime time, man. He's a salesman, and that's exactly what college football, college sports in general is nowadays. I mean, I think it always has been that. It's always been about the recruiting. But now it's about even more than that. It's about the money. You know, he goes on uh, Jim Gray and Tom uh, Brady's podcast and Tom and, and uh, Dion are talking about whether or not his son Shador should buy a Rolls Royce. I mean, this is like this is like selling his program, selling it out there to the masses. I would say any kid out there right now, if they could pick their school to go play at, it's going to be Colorado because they want a piece of what he's selling. And I think most parents like what he's saying about responsibility. You give me your child, I'll make him into a man. I want, you know, I want fathers. I don't want baby daddies or daddy babies, whatever the hell he called it. So he's saying all the right things. And I appreciate it. You know, he went the, I worked with him at CBS. We didn't get along great. Uh, we had a different perspective on things, which is why I think TV is good when you have two different people coming from two different areas and seeing things differently and then being able to discuss it. And I think he had a hard time discussing some of those things with me or whatever the problem was. But then he went on. He wanted to go coach in high school. Then he went to go coach in college at the HBCU at Jackson State. And now he takes another opportunity here at Colorado and he's making it making it fun. He's making it fun for all of us, actually. I mean, it's like you, you can't wait to see the game, you know, and you're wondering, are they going to lose? And is he going to fall flat on his face or are they going to keep winning? And he's just going to keep crowing the whole way. I mean, it's just it's an amazing story that's unfolding in front of our eyes. And quite frankly, I think it's a lot of fun. Hey, Boom. I want to sneak this one last thing in here with you because I opened my show with this, that I think what you're seeing now with Shador Sanders and with Caleb Williams, I think this Neil pro this nil program is going to change the draft. Why would I do this boomer? Why would I go to Arizona because the average quarterback that's in the the first pick, I think, makes seven million. It's forty one guaranteed, right? He's going to sign a ten million dollar nil program deal. Shador is in the off season. Why do I have to go and play at the crappiest football program when I could stay at Colorado or Southern Cal <laughs> and go back to college, make the same money, Boomer, and keep my value rising? Why would I go there? And go to Arizona. Do you? I, I think that's kind I think, of like I think it's, collateral I think it's damage. A, I think it's going to be a major problem. You know, quite frankly, John Elway and Eli Manning are the only two that I know that said I'm not going to play for the team that's drafting me. Right. So the Chargers were going to draft Eli. Archie got involved, and they ended up making the trade for Philip Rivers, and the rest is history. John Elway didn't want to play for the old man here, saying I don't blame him because he knew that Baltimore was going to be leaving in '84. And he didn't want to go to Indianapolis. He wanted to stay out West. And that's why they ultimately ended up trading him to Denver. The difference here now is going to be the money. 
And, you know, Caleb Williams' dad came out and said, you know, who says he's going into the NFL next year? Like, we all have this mindset, and I'm 62 years old. It's just my mindset when I came out of Maryland. Yeah. Review, I was like, you know what? I want to go to the NFL and play. I had a chance to go to the USFL. I didn't want to do that. I want My dream was to go to the NFL, make money, and become something, and become, you know, a part of something bigger than me. These kids nowadays, it is, it is singular. It's their brand, and you got to hope that their feet are planted on the ground. Because if you draft them and they come in with all of this, like, privilege that they have now in college – man, you could be asking for a, a huge problem. That's why I love guys like Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones, because they don't reflect that brand of athlete. This is a new athlete. You know, this athlete coming now is new, and their parents are controlling it. And the NFL is going to have to react some way, somehow. It may be more money in the draft for quarterbacks. It, it, could, it could be anything. But I would imagine that the NFL is keeping a very close eye on it because I know they want the best players in their league. They don't want them playing college football if they don't have to be. I'm sitting around with Ron Salt, Pete Koch, and I think you at a bar watching the draft in 84, if I'm not mistaken, because I know Ron was with me. I don't remember if you I were. I was not with you. I was not with you. I had Ron and Pete. I had Ron and Pete were in a bar, and I'm going like this. Holy crap. Boomer's going in the second round. This is nuts. I go, this is crazy. Then you go on to MVP, you get your number retired. A brilliant yeah, I, career. I think you guys, I think you guys were probably laughing at me. See, I hope I told him it wasn't going to go. No, 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 we were stunned. <laughs> I I think you were a casualty off that 83 draft class, if I, you ask me. The real casualty was this, Dan. If you really, it, USFL was the casualty. Because that and the fact that the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis. If the Baltimore Colts would have stayed in Baltimore and John Elway would have been traded, Ernie, of course, he has told me, because he was the GM back then, yep. that they would have drafted me in the first round and I would have been the quarterback for the Baltimore Colts, not the Indianapolis Colts. Because once Baltimore left, Ernie left, and Ernie went to Cleveland. Right. And he was trying to convince Cleveland to draft me, but they had Paul McDonald, who was already a left-hander, and I, um, the owner or somebody didn't want another left-handed quarterback there, which is fine. I ended up in the right place with the right people, the, yep. right, the, the right coaches and a really, really great team for the first five or six years of my career. Thank you so much, Boomer. Um, you carved out a bunch of time for us here. I so appreciate it, respect you so much. And again, I, 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 I could take crappy takes, but when someone puts the word lazy around Boomer Esiason, <laughs> uh, that's like Z on the list of A to Z that we could say about people. You know what I'm saying, Boomer? Well, so like, like when I, I heard said, it, it pissed me off. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you got my back. Don't worry about it, though. It's, you know, it's Twitter hell, whatever. But you and I, both <laughs> know, you and I have a, a an in to Carson Wentz, and his name happens to be Frank Reich. And I take Frank Reich's uh, words very seriously because he's a serious guy. And he knows what he's talking about. And when he tells me that Carson Wentz should be playing in the NFL, I agree with him. Uh, where? That's a whole other story. But he's out there. He's available. And if somebody needs a quarterback that can be somewhat competent and be around the NFL game and know it, that's your guy. If you want, if you don't want to lose draft picks, I think he's the best guy out there. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, he's the best guy, Boomer. It's just perception. That's all. And unfortunately that's, if he comes to New York, it it would be. uh, Could he handle it? Could he handle it? Could he handle New York? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's a hunter. He's out hunting with bows and arrows. <laughs> so I think he can handle anything. It's just that he's a little bit of a different cat. You know, he's a different personality. That's all. 
Um, and maybe he doesn't ingratiate himself to his teammates the way that you would like. But I know one thing, the guy can throw it. Um, and Frank had him right on the right path. Man, they had him on the right path until Jim Irsay jumped in and said, you know, I can't go through another year of this. So that's yeah, the way it works. Well, we know Jim Mercer, how that organization's run. Boomer, thank you, my friend. We'll look forward to you this weekend. NFL on CBS. Thank you so much, my friend. See you, Dano. Take care, brother. You got it. That is our good friend, Boomer Esiason. Again, you hear Boomer. Boomer saying that potentially that the Jets may take a look at him. I've known that guy over 40 years. Can you believe that? 40 years. 40 years. Why, why isn't when? You know what? I never looked at I never looked at Aaron Rodgers in the light where I would go like this that he's a great teammate. How many teammates have talked shit on him before? Right? How many teammates have have crapped on him before? Um I'll tell you what, it's great to hear Boomer Sison has great respect for Jalen. Hear what he said? He believes Jalen Hurts has earned his contract. He believes Hertz has earned his contract. Wow. Carson Wentz from the Deer Hunter range to the Jets and, and Broadway. Broadway Wentz. Wow. How's that sound, Tone? Broadway Wentz. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Carson Wentz starting versus the Eagles playing for the Jets. How about that? Hey. Carson Wentz is going to start for the Jets versus Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Holy shoot. Holy shit. Would that be must-see television? Joe Douglas signs Carson. I think Joe Douglas should, should sign Carson Wentz. It's Wentz season, baby. Wet season. How you doing? It's wet season. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Congrats. They played Zach Wilson. I'm not sure what that means. Holy cow, Sills. Wet season, Howie. Wow, Carson Wentz beats Hurts. Is it is it is it at the link? Is it at the link? <laughs> Sills loves Wentz of that skin shade. No, I like content. That's my favorite color. My favorite color, LJ, is content. Seriously. There's, that's my, I got two favorite colors, green and content. <laughs> those, are my, those are my favorite colors, content. The game is in New York. Damn. 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 Yes, sir, Joseph. Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts. Oh, please, God, let that happen. That would be unbelievable. All right. Let me flip this back to the topic we were talking about. This season could be a failure for Howie. By the way, Let me springboard into the other topic. Do you think you have good enough coordinators right now to get you to a Super Bowl? Do you think you have good? 
Did Howie hire good enough coaches to get you back to the Super Bowl? Yes or no? Scott says yes. Do you have good enough coaches, coordinators? It depends. Depends ain't going to get you back to the Super Bowl. So, lack of talent, lack of talent in the coordinators. You still think you're, you still think you're a Super Bowl contending team. Are the Eagles still a Super Bowl contending team right now? 31st and pass defense. And you're playing the shitbag quarterbacks in the early part of the schedule. Isaac goes, it's two weeks in. Oh, so you think this is radically going to change against the fifth best defense in the NFL on Monday night? And Mike Evans? You're you're magically going to bring Brian Dawkins out of retirement, put him in the secondary? Dude, you don't have the talent on this team this year. I would say so because they are still in the NFC. Look at Tone throwing you guys life preservers. He's right. He's right. NFC doesn't really have any good football teams in it. They really don't. They don't have good teams. Oh, wait. They don't have a bunch of good teams. Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. Actually, the Bucs have been a surprise. I think the Saints are going to continue to get better. You'll see. Actually, honestly, I think Sean Desai's done a nice job on that side of the ball. I do think he's done a nice job because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the talent that Jonathan Gannon had last year or the health. Personally, I'm gonna say it one more time. I don't think Darius Slay is very good anymore. I think he's okay. I saw Mac Jones and get <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I think he's good. I should say this. I think he's good. He's not Pro Bowl stuff. That ain't happening. That's not. Bradbury's the better corner now on the, on the Eagles. Bradbury's the better corner. Number one run defense. Teams throw the ball in this league, my friends. My guy, Big Sills, how are you, friend? Eagles need work all weekend. Hope circumstances break for us. Tone said at the NFC's week. Ace. Ace, they're still going to be in the conversation. Saints, 49. But they're, they're not as dominant as they were a year ago. They're not going to. How about this? I here's a This is a prediction. This is a prediction. I don't think they're going to be as dominant as they were a year ago because they're not going to be able to dominate on both sides of the ball like they did. Last year, you were able to dominate. And by the way, something else that will rear its head. Because you can't dominate on defense, your special teams is going to suffer even more. And when you don't score and you have three and outs, it's going to make your offense look worse. Last year, if you had some three and outs, your defense got three and outs. You're not going to have a defense with three and outs. 
You said Pats were going to run all over us, though. Yeah, LJ, no, I no, they just threw the ball all over you. I actually thought you'd play better in the secondary. You didn't. He threw for 354 yards. And they still have 400 yards in total offense on you. Over 400 yards. I mean, any way you slice it up, they had 400 yards in offense on you. Actually, Sills flip-flopped. Yeah, because the Eagles have flip-flopped. Now they're really good against the run, and they're awful against the pass. Yeah. Actually, the defense has flip-flopped. Am I wrong? Right, Tone? Everyone? The defense has flip-flopped. They went from last year being 16th, the year before that, 22nd against the run, or number one and against the run, and you're 31st against the pass. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Your defense flip-flopped. So is that a flip-flop because your defense flip-flopped? <laughs> so this guy wants me to sit here and still talk about how good they are because they stopped the run and not address the fact that you're 31st in pass defense. Solid. Solid take. Um, I'm more comfortable and confident with Desai. And I still think Brian Johnson is going to figure it out. But I got to tell you, I think Howie's got too much influence in this thing and why they're looking the way they are. I think this is a Howie problem. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why I'm blaming Howie Roseman for Jalen's play? Ace, thank you. It's all good, dog. Hey, am I crazy? Hey, tone you to everyone. I'm blaming Howie Roseman. Boomer Sison said something. Boomer Sison said something. That makes me think about Jalen and Howie. Am I crazy to say this? I kind of blame Howie Roseman for Jalen Hurts' play. Why would that be? Why do you think? Why would that be that I would look at Howie? No, you're you're just crazy. I blame everyone. I don't blame anybody but myself for things that I do. Money. Interesting. Boomer Sison said that Jalen Hurts has to learn to live with the contract and the money he's now making. I thought that was an interesting comment. Sliding before the hits come apprehensive in throws, suspect play calling, personnel decisions, all of that builds with pressure. The money you're making, I got to do everything perfect. I've got to be perfect. I can't get hurt. I wonder how much that contract might be Hey, 
50, you go from nothing basically to $50 million a year and one of the highest profiled players in the league overnight. This has been like overnight. This is like overnight success. And I said, and I started the show, I think he's mature to handle it. But I'll tell you what, in his play, he's been apprehensive. He's, I think he's playing cautious. Not my guy. I think your guy's playing cautious. Not because he's scared. Not because he's afraid. Because he knows how important he is to the organization and to the team's success. That's a lot of weight on a guy. They're going to go as far as he goes. He's hurt. It's over. Like, like I said, Jalen Hurts is hurt. It's over. It's over. 99% of the places around the league, their quarterback gets hurt. It's over. A lot of money, man. I never thought about that comment until we were talking here a little bit about Jalen Hurts has got to learn to play with his contract and live with his contract. I mean, again, the, the, I, when I, I noticed it in the New England game, and Boomer kind of enhanced it. Got to learn to play with that money. And that's what we saw a little bit with the pre-sliding into contact, getting down. Umberto said something. Seals, do you think Kelsey and Lane are starting to show their age? Kelsey is. Kelsey looks old. Lane, Lane was not very good in that New England game. And these guys are really great run blockers. But the quarterback's getting hit more. And I believe, personally, I think that the Eagles do not look good after two weeks pass protecting. And I don't think they have a running back that could pick up blitzing. If I were the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles, I would blitz Hurts every every series. I would blitz him. It's funny. I had a conversation with um, – you know what? You know what's funny? So Bruce Arians called me last night. You know what he asked me? He asked me my opinion of the Eagles. He asked me my opinion. Would you like to hear what I said? Let me write this down. Think he's getting a little intel? Bruce. Maybe we'll get Bruce Arians on tomorrow. I got I to gotta tell you what Bruce Arians asked me. <laughs> Look at Joey, already assuming the worst. Still telling him how to beat us. Hey, NovaCare Center guys, you'll want to hear this, okay? I didn't think about it. I didn't know where I get a call from Mr. Cocktail. There's Bruce Arians on the phone. Hey, Bruce, what's up? What do you think of his Eagle team? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
Hold on here. Hold on here. We're going to do that in hour number two. We're also going to look at some of the great games coming up in the NFL in week number three here prior to that Monday night game. Don't forget, it's the 40th anniversary. I hadn't thought about why Bruce Arians called me last night. Holy cow, man. Bruce might be in the chat too, Quan. I don't know. All our great friends at Hooters, man, we so look forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you so much, man. Seven locations. Go to northeasthooters.com to find one of the locations nearest you. King of Prussia is the one that we're going to be doing a lot of events at. If you can't get into the place, you can order the great food over hooters2go.com. Football and Hooters. No, you, you can't go wrong this football season. Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, a 40-year tradition. 1983, all you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Go to northeasttutors.com. That's northeasttutors.com. I really never thought about it why Bruce Arians called me last night until some of you pointed it out to me. Hey, those at the NovaCare Center who watch the show like Nick Sirianni and Tracy Rocker, you're going to want to hear this on what I told them about the Eagles. Hour number two. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com.
GLES Eagles. A boy, Josh Allen, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, my favorite to win the MVP. By the way, here are the lines right now for the favorites to win the most valuable player award in the NFL. I don't Purdy, I get. He's at 10. Burrow, I don't get at nine. Herbert at eight, I don't get. These aren't mine. These are the betters. Trevor Lawrence, seven. I I, I don't think particularly he's been playing great. I actually think Lamar Jackson's played great. Dak is six. Dak is back. Lamar Jackson is fifth. Hertz is fourth. Josh Allen is third. He's such a good quarterback, Josh Allen. That's a guy I build my team around. Oh, I totally build my team around that guy. But I need a great coach around that guy. Okay? That guy needs a great coach around him. Sills, who was the NFC player of the week? Um, Tyler Swift, right? Am I right? Oh, De- DeAndre Swift. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 if I'm going to build my football team with someone, not Patrick Mahomes, I'm building it with Josh Allen, but he has to have a great coach. Okay. See, Jalen doesn't have a great coach around him right now. You got a training wheels coach. He's got somebody out of grad school as a coach. Jalen doesn't have great coaching around him. Probably the least coaching he's had in a long time. Okay? Just because you know somebody doesn't mean you're a good coach. I know him a long time. That doesn't mean he's good. We've had a relationship since he was nine. That doesn't mean you're a good coach. Just because you have a relationship with someone and you could tell a guy to go to hell and he won't get offended by that, that doesn't mean you know what you're doing in play calling. <laughs> you, you're not buying that, are you? I mean, well, these guys know each other since they were like playing Tonka toys. What's that got to do with play calling? It has nothing to do with play calling. Quan goes, relationships are definitely bad. I didn't say that. Who said relationships are bad? I said, that has no bearing on whether or not you can call an NFL football game. And this guy takes it and does like everybody in the news media does. You say one thing and it blankets everything. Well, the relationship, he thinks shitty. He thinks relationship is a bad thing. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said it doesn't mean you're a good play caller. Oh, but because they're boys, he's a good play caller? (laughs) Okay. Josh Allen. Three. Mahomes is two. And Tua Tagovailoa is number one with the sports bettors to win the NFL Most Valuable Player Award. 
the guy who replaced Hertz at Alabama, man, I, I, this, you talk about re, how about this? If Tua runs through the tape this year, the Dolphins could be in the Super Bowl. That's how good he's playing. Oh, how about this? I mean, if it, you know what's crazy? We're not talking about talent with Tua now. We're talking about if he stays healthy. That's got to be for Chris Greer, the general manager of the Dolphins. When Brian Flores wanted to move off him, Chris Greer didn't want to move off of Tua. He wanted to keep him. So did the head coach. I'll tell you what. The head coach down there is also showing me he's just this guy. He's he's a guy that just doesn't look like the guy who holds the footballs for the kicker. This guy's turning out to be a heck of a play caller down there. Hey, am I right, Tone? Didn't this guy have a backup quarterback almost beat a team in the playoffs last year? I mean, weren't the Dolphins like driving with like a backup quarterback? On they were, they were playing against somebody, and I I thought like the Dolphins they they kept it a game with like a backup quarterback because Tua was Tua was hurt. This guy's a good coach. It was the Bills. That's right. The he's right. The, the Bills should a a hot team goes to a cold city. And almost beats the Bills and knocks him out. Dude, that guy can coach. That guy can coach. Tua's got a great coach around him. Hurts doesn't. And you know what? Let's put it out here. I don't know, man. Maybe I underestimated the importance of Shane Steichen. Maybe John McMullen's right the importance of Shane Steichen, because I'll tell you what, tone everyone, am I right? Anthony Richardson probably looks like the best quarterback of all the young guys who went into the first round. Would that be fair? Stroud Stroud threw for a bunch of yards this past weekend, but would we not say that if you had to look at all the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round this year, the guy who probably looks the best so far has been Anthony Richardson. That's Shane Steichen. Shit, man. Even Gardner Minshew looked pretty decent. Sills, this show is like a bad domestic relationship, although you're getting ass beat. (laughs) You love it. (laughs) Hey, Tone, you got to put that up there, Tone. Tone, you got to put that up, man. You got to put that super chat up, man. (laughs) I'm not sure how to take that. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm I'm not. I I don't know. DC, I don't know how to take that, man. I mean, Jesus criminy, man. This guy's saying that I beat this guy's ass all day. And I've now had such an effect on him. That he's in a domestic violent relationship with Big Sills. I don't know. You made my aunt, you you made my aunt cry, DC, with that. So holy cow, man. Oh, God almighty. All right. So I gotta tell you, hey, 
I can't wait to hear what <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> God, this guy, man, he shits all over me. What's he going to say today? <laughs> oh, my God almighty. I think it's an Italian thing. I don't mean to go there with it, but hey, it's low hanging fruit. What do you want from me? How you doing? <laughs> There's LJ with that 19 and one silver medal record. No, <laughs> yeah. oh, Sills. Should we sign? Should we sign Eric Shunan Shini Shana Shafty from TC? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, Twiz, sure. Sign them all. Bring them all in. Hey, you could put 71 guys today. Or no, that's next year. You could have like 69 guys now on an NFL roster. Why not? I'd sign everybody. Hopefully he can help. He can help your special teams. Trade Hurts? For who? Justin Fields? You can keep that kid. I feel the same way. You love the show, but sometimes want to challenge. That's okay, Dirty. I've heard, I've heard worse from my wife. Trust me when I tell you. All right. I listen now. Look, I'm not as dumb as you guys think I am. I know you think I'm dumb. Okay. I know you think I'm dumb. But I got a call last night. And you know what? I, I was watching. What was I watching last night? I was watching North Dallas 40. Remember that old movie back in the day? I was watching North Dallas 40. I get a call. I get, I, I get a call from Bruce Arians, senior vice president of the Buccaneers. Hey, big game coming up. I said, yeah, I need two tickets for Tony Bruno and Miss Robin. He goes, I'll send it down, man. So I think that's probably why he called me was because I called someone in there and I said, I need two Bucks tickets because I'm working on getting someone for – um Tony Bruno to get some tickets to go to the Monday night game. He wants to rep the Eagles. So, all right, it's all good. So, out of nowhere, Bruce Arians goes like this to me. He goes, what do you make of that Eagles team? And I said, well, I think they're being kind of too uh, conservative, actually, on offense. On defense, I think the guy's doing a pretty decent job with the broken pieces that they have on that side of the ball. And he's like, are they as good as a year ago? I go, absolutely not. I go, I think the offense will come around. I do. I think the offense will come around. Okay. Um, there's too many good players on that thing. And the kid works hard. And he's not going to allow it to continue his play like that. Even though he's 24th now in QBR, he's not very effective right now because they're not really pushing. They're not dominating anymore. The Eagles have not – the Eagles dominated the Vikings in the fourth quarter. Okay? You've had a – there's been two – there's been two moments where you've dominated, like last year. The first series against New England and that last series against the Vikings offensively. Other than that, it hasn't been dominating. Um, you just you just haven't been a dominant football team, clearly on defense. Now you're dominant on the run defense. 
And so he's like this. He goes, how do you attack them, you think, defensively? I said, to me, man, New England, they figured it out in the second quarter with them tight ends. If that's me, and the Bucs really don't have an effective tight end, I put Mike I, I put Mike, Mike Evans in the slot and see if anybody can guard that guy. He's 6'5". You know Mike Evans is 6'5"? He's a 6'5 wide receiver. He's a big dude. They, I go, the Eagles don't have anybody on that side of the ball can cover him. He's a big physical presence. I would play him in the slot and move him down closer inside. They struggle mightily covering people. They're not bad on the numbers. And he goes like this. He goes, well, I go, they're terrible in the middle of the field. They have been for two years. And they're worse this year because they just don't have people. They did a poor job at retooling the team. I said, I'll tell you what, though, what's improved. Um, if Baker Mayfield doesn't get a run game going against – it won't matter if you don't get a run game going because he's all play action. And they're dominant right now in the D-tackle position. Jordan Davis has turned his whole deal around. And he's not only – and by the way, you got a backup center in there. That guy might get tortured a bit by them two dudes. I told him that. I said, these guys are humming off the ball, man. I think they inspire one another. You know what's funny? Some of you guys, you know, they look like they did at Georgia together. They're like kind of playing off of each other in there. You know, they don't want one guy to have more accolades than him and the other guy to get accolades. I'm telling you, man, I think it's drafting of both of those guys who play together at Georgia like that. I think it's a very healthy, competitive relationship that they're building in there that's great to have because both guys man i mean first round draft choices you know big expectations on both of them jordan davis is hearing all this how good jalen carter's playing okay and to me i i told bruce i go dude they're they're good they're good and i said and i told him i go they're not really getting much of a pass rush, and their, their quarterback's getting hit. I said, me? And by the way, the things that I'm saying, the Eagle guys watch the show. They know it. But they already know this. Can I tell you what I think the Bucs are going to do? I think the Bucs are going to run right at Hassan Reddick because they don't think he's healthy. They're going to run at him. They're going to try to run the ball at him. The problem, though, is the Bucs don't have a running game. What did they get last week? 73 yards? Kind of rushing, right? I, I don't think the Bucs are going to generate any running game against that team. I, I just don't see it. Which means this. Mayfield's going to have to drop back a lot. Now, you have to go quick pass. If you go seven-step, Carter, Carter and Davis are maybe going to get home. And what is the one thing Baker Mayfield struggles from? I told Bruce this. I go, you know what he struggles from? Interior pressure. I said this, though. You know one thing that they have going on right now in Philadelphia? If you watch the 22, they're, they're having trouble picking up the blitz, and they're having trouble with Hurts seeing interior pressure as well. The seven sacks already. He's been hit more. And – they don't have a blocking running back back there. I would assign Zeke Elliott 
to protect Jalen. And by the way, so you got Rashad Penny, who's the biggest player in that position room, not really active, who is, you know why, you know why he's not playing? Do you know why now I know why Rashad Penny's not playing? One of the biggest failures he had, what was that guy's name? Um, Tone, was it Connor? Connors? Who was the running back up there? Carson. His name was Carson. You know why he played over Penny? Health, obviously. He could pick up blitzes. He could pick up blitzes. Chris Carson, I think his name was. Is that right? That's it. He could pick blitzes up. Rashad Penny's not playing because he's terrible in pass protection. That's why he's not playing. You can If I saw Rashad Penny line up in the backfield, I'd blitz every down. He, he struggles at seeing, seeing blitzes. And Jalen's getting better at interior pressure. That's why Rashad's not active. You see, if you think about it, Gainwell's probably your best pass-protecting back back there. That's why the Eagles like him more. DeAndre Swift's not a pass-protection guy. Gainwell starts because of pass-protection. And picking up blitzes. It's the number one thing that keeps running backs on the sidelines. It's not the fact they can't run the ball. They can't protect. And 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 and, and picking up blitzers. They've been blitzing more on Jalen interior-wise and up the middle. And I think you'll see that with these buck linebackers. Shaq Barrett's playing great ball. He's a motivated, you know, talking with Arians, he is a motivated dude, man. This poor girl passing away in a drowning accident. Man, he is playing with his hair on fire. He was all over the field last week. Devin White can play. Dude, they got great dudes in the secondary. That's a top five defense. They get after people. That's, the, that's a better defense than what you saw in New England. And they're going to disguise They have the personnel to shut you down. If you're not playing well and you're play calling and you're apprehensive, the Bucs can shut you down. Giving up 17 points a game. That is a deep. Now, again, the offense is my concern because they don't have, I mean, there's no Leonard Fournette kind of guy back there. Like I said, I think they got 73 yards last week, which was just enough. Um, In the first week, Against Minnesota, they had 248 yards in total offense. They beat them because the Vikings with all those turnovers. Okay? And it's in Tampa. I'm telling you, man, that game is going to be closer than you think it is. Okay? It's going to be closer. The Bucs have personnel and coaching. You know, Bowles handles pretty much that side of the football. Mayfield is playing for a new contract. You know, you got to think about something with Baker Mayfield and what he's doing here. Do you understand something? The more that Baker Mayfield wins, the more likelihood they'll give him another contract because what will happen? The more he wins, they move out of that top 10 and they keep moving down to the lesser guy who will be available in this coming draft. 
to making it to a point where if they win 10, 11 games and, 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 and that NFC South and they win 10, 11 games, Baker Mayfield can earn himself another contract in Tampa. He's not an old guy. Personally, I think the Bucs have been at, you know, I asked Bruce last night um, what his take was on, do you remember when he went, hey, Tone, right? When he was on the last time, I was like this. Hey, what do you make of Mayfield? He goes, I love him. Team loves him. We love him. Organization loves him. I was like this. And that's just coach talk. Okay? It's just coach talk. 2-0. and 2-0. Look. You know, I got asked this question. It's funny, man. We were on for like 35 minutes talking about the Eagles. He goes, do, you, do I think they're a good team? I go, yeah. They're, they're, they're 11 or north of 11 wins. You got two, there's two good players on that team. That old line, I think, will figure it out. By the way, I, I, I did say this. If there's a weakness on that line, it's Cam Jurgens. He, I mean, I think he's too short. I just, I mean, I don't think he's good enough. I mean, after, you know, you you look at the first eight quarters and you watch him play, it, Isaac Sayamalo's a loss. I, Isaac Sayamalo's a loss. Bigger loss than Miles Sanders. Sayamalo's a loss for sure. Because when you watch, when you, when you watch Jurgens play, I don't see it yet. I just, I, I just, I don't see it. I mean, you know, it's, you know, I think everyone thought that they were just because Jeff Stoutland was there, that they were going to slide this guy over. I think they have to have major concerns about him playing over there right now because he's giving pressures up too. And it's affecting the tackle and center play. You know, when you got a guy that's taking false steps, you watch him, he takes false steps and you know what he's doing too. As a defensive lineman, you know, I told Tracy this the other day. You know what he's doing that you see immediately? He lunges. Dude, great offensive tackles and great offensive guards in the NFL are patient. They don't lunge. He's a lunger. What happens when you lunge? When you lunge, you're giving your shoulders up and you're out of position. Those great guys bow their back, sit back, and wait for you to make a move. Dude, I've seen guys like Nate Newton get back in a stance. And what made Nate so crazy great was that Nate was left-handed. So he punched you with the opposite hand and you really didn't know where it was coming from. And he would turn your shoulders. That's the key to this. You got to turn these guard shoulders. And Cam Jurgens is getting his shoulders turned too much. He, he, he's not playing well. You know, I go back every night and watch the games and I start looking at particular positions, especially guys that you have been replacing. And to me, um, Isaac Samalo got benched last season. He almost made the Pro Bowl. He just signed a brand new extension. He just signed a- Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Brand new contract and got a massive raise with the Steelers. Benched. Isaac Sayamalo was benched, and he just signed a deal with the Steelers for $17 million. That shows you what you know, guy. Jurgens is not playing well. I don't give a shit what you think. He's not Isaac Sayamalo. Isaac Sayamalo handled the Browns. Did you not watch that game the other night? What are you crazy? Jurgens is a he's he's a lunger and he's too small. I'd put I'd give that kid Steen an opportunity to get in there and play. Another place that you're not really you're 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 pass protecting running backs. We kind of hit on it just a couple minutes ago. You know, last year, Miles Sanders did a pretty good job at picking blitzes up. This year, you're struggling there. Your pass protection, it's funny, the two areas that you're struggling mightily on your team is pass defense and pass probe, okay? Those are two areas you have not looked good at all. Last year, you dominated at that stuff. This year, you're not dominating. You do not look dominant at all at any of those areas. People are getting to your quarterback. Now, is that a reflection of the fact that you're getting up there in age is Lane, you know, somebody asked the question, Seals, do you think Lane's showing his age? No, I think the whole thing is just out of sync right now for whatever reason. Hey, by the way, how many people think Kansas City looks good? He scored 17 points last week. I mean, how many, when, when, when you look at Kansas City, are you going like this? Like if you were sitting in Kansas City with Chiefs Kingdom, would you be doing this? Does Kansas City look like a Super Bowl team right now? No. 
I don't think Kansas City is getting back to the conference title game. Unless things turn around, I don't see it. I don't think they have the defensive personnel, nor do I think they have the offensive personnel to get back. I So, you know, you talk about these two Super Bowl teams, and there's lesser talent in Kansas City. I think there's more of a chance that the Eagles get back to the conference title game than Kansas City getting back. And they have Mahomes and Reed. I think there's a better shot there. Okay? I mean, right? Would anybody go like this? Man, KC looks awful good. They're one and one. It's early in the season. Everybody gets beat. They got beat early in the year last year by the Colts. Hey, they may turn it around too. They got two really good coaches in Reed and Spagnola. They do. Okay? But I don't think they have the... They don't have the talent to fix that shit on that side of the ball. Chris Jones is going to make a massive impact once he gets into football playing shape. And so is Travis Kelsey. That's going to enhance their chances. Baltimore looks way better. You know, the more you go back and watch the 22 and you watch how Lamar's playing, Lamar looks good. There, there, there is a confidence about his play right now. Lamar Jackson looks good. He looks good. He does. He's throwing it all over the place, man. And he looks good. Baltimore is going to be a force this year. That's going to be a team you're good. It's going to take a lot. To, you're going to have to play 60 minutes to beat that team. Okay? You're, you, it, it's going to take it's going to take 60 minutes to beat that to beat that team. That team's good. He's a good football player. And I think he is playing well. You know, I didn't really think in the first game because I thought they kind of limped in the halftime because I was watching it. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, still a little choppy, but he's getting better. Okay? He's getting better. Personally, that's why I say when everyone's looking at the the, – or we're looking at the Eagles. Well, let's be fair and put it in – let's do something here and put everything into context here. Okay. Jalen Hurts is 24th in QBR. He's been okay. Not great. Not horrible. He's he's been okay. Okay. They've been effective when they needed to step on the gas. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't say he's one, he, he's one of the briny, bright spots on the team right now. He's not. But then again, watch this. Is Justin Herbert a bright spot on the Chargers right now? Bro, you can't keep missing passes like that on third and seven. And you can't have all those three and outs. They got to reel his ass back in. I think in Buffalo, they had a come to Jesus conversation. That's why the guy was the offensive player of the week. They were not going to allow him to have high percentage turnover plays. They reeled him in like no, but I'll tell you what, that's probably the most reeled in that Josh Shallon has been reeled in since he's been the starting quarterback in Buffalo. And they reeled his ass in big time. But look what that meant. Pulling him off the edge, got him as the AFC player of the week. Do you understand how that as a motivating factor as a coach, you walk to your player and you go, so let me get this right. You had less plus 25 passes and you were the player of the week in the AFC. 
Now you have to buy it. You see what we're saying to you? The player sees it. He, 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 he buys into the blind faith. Man, maybe I don't have to throw those deep passes and in them tight windows like that. These guys are right. Because after that first drive with the uh, Raiders, they blew the Raiders out. They blew the Raiders out. So they reeled him in. They pulled him off the ledge. And so much so, he was the player of the week. Dude, it's one thing. See, I think they're pulling Jalen back, but they're hurting him by pulling him back. I think they're hurting him. He's he's playing tentative. The, The offensive attack is tentative. When I watch Dak and Mike McCarthy, there's nothing tentative. Plays in on time. Snaps early. He's got plenty of time on the clock, the play clock. He's, he's reading. Dak is reading. You know what's crazy? It's, it's almost like the pitch clock. Dak has more time to read defenses because the play's going in on time. That's why Dak doesn't have any picks right now. Dak doesn't have any interceptions right now because the play's coming in quicker. He's seeing everything better, and he can process the information better. Kellen Moore would get down to about 15 seconds. They they call the play in the huddle, and you're at nine seconds before you snap the ball. McCarthy's got that play in like that. This guy's got 20. This guy's got about 18 seconds to play around and look around the room and process the information that's in front of him. I can't tell you how how important that is. Brian Johnson, in my opinion, getting to play in the Jalen, I don't know. I think it's a little bit lazy. I think it's a little lazy. Okay? Seals loves Allen playing weak-ass defenses. He was the player of the week. He was the player of the week. And you played the worst defense in the NFL, the Vikings. What are you talking about? Weak-ass defenses. Vikings are horrible. 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 There's not a redeeming player outside of that Daniel Hunter guy on that defense. The rest of them suck. Okay? Raiders are worse. Of course they are. Of course they are. They're worse. So I I told Bruce, I go, he, you know, one of the things Bruce Arians asked me, he goes, do you think the Bucs have a better roster than the Eagles? I went, no. No. You have a better defense, though. But their old line is, is better. Hertz is their best running back. It's not DeAndre Swift. By the way, I don't fear DeAndre Swift. I fear Hertz running with the ball. But now, the way that they're holding him back running with the ball, they've taken that threat away. Hertz is tentative running the ball. There's not a threat there. That's the 55 million Boomer was talking about. 
Hertz is not the threat in the run game right now that he was a year ago. And it's affecting his passing game and it's affecting the play calling. You know, I, I watched that thing a lot last night and he's not. How many people think that Hertz is still a super threat? How many yards has he had in his rushing in first two games? How many yards has he had? Just curious. He's had 259 yards rushing in two games. Jalen Hurts has had 259 yards rushing in two games. Well, I'm wrong then. Jalen Hurts has had 259 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts is 72 yards rushing. Tone, is that total? That's not Jalen Hurts of a year ago. There's your problem. The eagle threat has been taken away because I don't fear the 170, whatever it was from DeAndre. I don't fear it. There's, there's your issue. 72 total yards. So you're basically averaging like 37 yards rushing out of him. I'm not concerned anymore about your run game. And, and again, the run game, I'm concerned about your run game, but I'm concerned about Hurts on third down. Interesting. Hey, 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 Tone, can you do me a favor? This, and I, I, I hope you can for me here. I'd like to know how many yards rushing Jalen Hurts had in the first two games last year compared to what the 72 yards rushing. He's not a threat right now. He's tentative running the ball. Now, if it's 72 from a year ago, then my take's wrong. Then my take's wrong. Okay? Then my take's wrong. How many, how many yards did he have last year in his first two ball games? Running the ball. So he had like 70 yards rushing a game in the first two. Is that about right? Versus 30. Okay. So 70 yards plus his passing stats. Had 90 yards rushing versus the Lions and almost 60 yards versus the Vikings. Now he's got 72 yards. They're getting away from him being part of the running game. That's the difference in play action and in, in what they're doing. Hmm. So why would they change success from a year ago? Would it be the contract? Him playing 17 games, okay? That's why it looks not as good as it did a year ago. He's not a threat on third down right now running the ball. He's not a threat. Scott's talking about one game and the other guy. 
I don't give a shit about DeAndre Swift. He's not the threat to me. Vikings were still in the game with Swift's numbers. When Hurts breaks out and gets those third downs, I fear that. I don't fear DeAndre Swift. I, I don't. Dude, the Vikings were still in the game with him. When Hurts has control of that game, he's doing it by his legs and his arm. And most notably by his legs. And when you take that component, he's a dual threat guy. He's not a single threat guy. Now you're making him a single threat guy. I don't fear Jalen Hurts now in third down. If I'm the Bucs, I don't fear that. I don't fear it. Let's Swift. Swift's not going to put 170 yards up every game. He ain't going to put up. I guarantee you he don't put up 100 yards versus the Bucks defensive line. You want to put money on that? I will. He's not. The, the team may, but he's not. He ain't putting up 100 yards. You ain't putting up um, – you ain't putting up 200 yards versus the Buccaneers. That ain't happening. Okay? Jalen Hurts is not a threat on the running game any longer. He's not. All right, folks, do me a favor. Please remember our good friends at Hooters, the official home of the National Football Show. We so appreciate our friends NortheastHooters.com. Go to one of the seven locations nearest you. We're going to be in town probably, I think, next week. I think it is next week. We're going to be in town, and we're going to be at the King of Prussia one. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to talk to many of you out there. Also, if you don't want to go into any one of the locations, go to Hooters2Go.com. Take the food home. Take it to your own kingdom. Best way to go. We so appreciate you guys, man, and we love the fact that Hooters is the official home of the National Football Show and Big Sales. And by the way, football and wings, it, it, it doesn't get any better when you're talking about Hooters here, right? Tuesday, buy 10 wings, get 10 free. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, that's the price. All you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays. Six bucks, six items. You just can't go wrong. All the happy hour specials. Northeast Hooters. Dot com. Find one of the seven locations nearest you. And when you go into any one of them, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sales sent you. and Hooters, the perfect pair.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Corinth Save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Nineteen sixteen and one is a good record over the last two years in one game. Actually, two games. Two years and two games. Do you think nineteen sixteen and one is good? You think that's a good record? Whose record do you think that is, by the way, too? Diego goes, no. No, but I think last year's record was right. Yeah, you guys played shit teams. You should kill them. And you took care of business. It's a winning record. No, it's mediocre. Daniel Jones. Records don't matter, you said. Okay? And you're 0-1 playoffs in two years. We'll see what happens this year. Okay. It's a good point. Who said that? Records don't matter, you said. Okay, Chris. 19-16-1 and 0-1 in the playoffs is Mike Tomlin's record in the last two years and two games. You think the Steelers are Super Bowl contenders? Since Roethlisberger left, they were 12-4 when he left three years ago. Um, Do you think... You think the Steelers are heading in the right direction as an organization? Like, do you see Mike Tomlin winning a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh in the next five years? 
Do you see him winning a Super Bowl? No, without a Super Bowl. Yeah, you bet your ass Darius Slay listens. Listen, I, I'm told he listens daily. It's cool. He's mad at me now, though, Darius Slay. It's funny. The guy's really weird. You know what he does? He unblocks me, then blocks me, then unblocks me, and blocks me like he's two years old. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know the guy from a can of paint. He and I have gone back and forth and shit, but I don't know what his problem is. This guy's a maniac. One day he blocks me, then he blocks me, unblocks me for two days, then he blocks me, and I don't say shit about him until I bring up his play. He doesn't like when I bring up his play and I say he's not playing well. I don't think he's a player he was two years ago. I, I mean, I don't. So what he does, he blocks it because he doesn't like to hear the truth. And then he turns around, and when he's playing well, he, it's crazy. I mean, it's like being in a sandbox with a two-year-old. I mean, it's it's really weird, so I really don't pay that much attention to it. But since you brought it up that he – yeah, I know. I'm told he does. Seriously, it's like being in a sandbox with a two-year-old. Blocking me and block. I don't know you from a can of paint guy, nor do I care to. <laughs> I totally don't care to. Sills, what's more embarrassing, a team rushing for 300 yards or a team passing for 500? 200, 300 yards rushing because you can't stop that. That means you're getting your ass beat poorly. <laughs> so I'm not crying about nothing. I'm crying about a guy's behavior. It's weird. It's like he's 10 years old. I don't block anybody. More people talk more shit on me and threaten me and do this and that, and I don't care. This guy's like blocking me like he's five years old. Gives a shit about a guy with an egg with no face on it, talking shit on you. Or even a hammerhead like me talking shit on you. What do you care? <laughs> it's really quite ridiculous. My point with Mike Tomlin is you can have any record you want, but if you look at where the Steelers are, you think the Steelers are going to win a Super Bowl? How about this? Let me ask you this question. You think the, you think the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years? You think the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl in the next five years? Remember what I told you last year? I said the best team that Jalen Hurts will ever play on was last year's 2022 team. He'll never play on a better team again. You will never play on a better team than what you had a year ago. Shit, that's one of the best rosters I've ever seen. That's why. It's all downhill from there. Now, depending on how deep the hill is, that's truly one of the best Super Bowl roster teams I've ever seen. So, I mean, it's kind of an outlier. Guaranteed, Omar says, they're going to win a Super Bowl next five years. 
Hey, I like that. Steelers winning a Super Bowl in the next five years, not a chance. Eagles winning a Super Bowl in the next five years, there's a shot there for them. There's a shot. Yeah. Bills winning a Super Bowl in the next five years, for sure. Chargers, I don't know. They've got to do some radical changes personnel-wise and fundamentally-wise because there's too much talent on that team. I'll tell you this. If you look at that talent on that Chargers team, they may have the most talented roster in the entire NFL. You got Derwin James on that. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. You got Justin Herbert. You got that kid Slayton, Slater, that left tackle. You've got Austin Eckler. You got Joey Boza. You got a ton of dudes on that team, and you can't get out of your own way. That's a hell of a roster to be 0 2. Man, so far, it, the, the, the Chargers are the most disappointing team in the league. They are the most disappointing team in the league at 0-2. That's, they have a better roster than Kansas City. And it's not close. They got pro bowlers everywhere, and they're 0-2? least the Browns are 1-1. One one. Okay. Chargers are legitimate contenders in the AFC. He must not understand, whatever that dude is, Wheel, that when you're 0-2, 11.5% of the teams that start the season out 0-2, that's your percentage on making the playoffs. You're down to 11% at 0-2. You turn in an 0-3 record, it's over. It's over. And get this. So everyone is in here saying this to me. Sills, it's early. Oh, I see. So if you're 0-3, your season's over. Is that too early to say that? Numbers dictate it. You go down to 6% chances of making the playoffs if you're 0-3. Is that too soon? How can that be too soon when numbers dictate that? And the history since 1990, when teams start 0-2, 11 percent And when you get down to 0-3, it's in single digits. But that's too soon too, right? <laughs> There's only 17 of these things. So when you guys go like this, it's 2-0, and it's two games. It's, early. it's not early. You need to hit the gate running like the Cowboys and the 49ers. Who else? The Dolphins. Now, how many times, Dan, have you seen a team in September not look anything remotely close to the team that you see and the teams that you see in January? Totally true. Like, we could put down 49ers, Cowboys, and Dolphins. Would we, we'd be cool with those three teams? Would we, not, would we not say that, those three teams, in September? Right? Dolphins, 49ers, 
and the uh, Cowboys. Will those be the same three teams in January? Highly unlikely. One of those three is probably going to be in there still. In there still. That was the one thing that we saw last year with the Eagles. They were the same team that they were in September that they were in January. They were the same team. There was no difference. They were the same thing. Well, they injuries the hurts kind of kind of wobbled it. And with Goddard being out, it kind of wobbled it a bit. And they caught a break in the playoffs because they played the Giants and then the quarterback got hurt because of a great defensive play by the Eagles. Okay, so they weren't really threatened in the postseason. The injury to Hurts never threatened their season. This year it will if he gets hurt like that because the 49ers and the, and the Cowboys are better. And here's the thing. I'm not talking about the 49er offense or the Cowboys offense or Dak. I'm talking about their defenses. They're winning games because they're dominating people and they're getting three and outs for their offense and putting their teams in good field position. The same thing that the Eagles did last year with their defense. See, last year with the Eagles, you could afford a bunch of three and outs and make you look bad. This year, you go three and outs, your whole team looks bad. Can you imagine that? But this is what Tone and I said. This thing's going to look a little wobbly coming out of the gate here a bit. Because if the Eagles have four three and outs in the first half, what's that mean? Well, that defense is not going to put you in a good field. Now, they have created turnovers. That's the only reason that you guys are 2-0 and is because they have created turnovers and it's put your team and offense in short field positions. That's a fact. And they're kind of like keeping everything underneath. Here's the one thing, though, that I will say, even though they're 31st in pass defense, the one thing that they're not giving up is plus 25 plays, which means they're not giving up the big play. Couple in New England. There was a, there, there was there was a few of those in Minnesota, but they're not killing you because you're getting the turnovers and you're stopping the run. The the, the turnovers is why you're two and zero. It's you're not special on offense right now. You're not special on offense and you're not special on defense. You're special in the D tackle position. Here's where the Eagles are special. D-tackle. That's all I can think. I mean, any other place where you would call that they're special? 100-some-odd yards rushing the ball against New England and then turning around and running the ball against Minnesota. That's probably in there, too. Running the ball, run game. But you're taking taking the fear factor out of your run game. I don't fear that run game like I did because you know why? You can get a lot of yards rushing the ball. Hurts' effect on third down, third and ten, picking up those third downs. Backbreakers. DeAndre Swift getting that 170 some odd yards. Minnesota was still in the game to win it. 
You didn't run him off the field. When Hertz is running the ball and you got another guy running the ball, you're dominating. This year, he's apprehensive. Or maybe that's how he's being coached. I want to look at some of the great games this week. Man, there's some really great ones here. I want to reset, too, a couple of things on the coaching and a little bit more with Howie Roseman here. Um, Hating? I'm not hating anything. I'm telling you where you are right now. Okay? Telling you where you are. You call that hating? I call that telling the truth, and that means you like people lying to you. Hour number three. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Hooters, the perfect pair. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. you coming aboard thank you again um i want to reset some stuff here 
You know, I do want to go back and say one thing, and I want to make sure that everyone understands. You're right. You are 2-0. You're right. Okay? Why are you 2-0 compared to being like the Chargers 0-2? And by the way, I'm not bringing up, well, you haven't really played great teams. Two teams that won't make the playoffs. That's, No. That's, those aren't excuses because any given Sunday, anyone can win a game. Okay? Anyone can win on any given Sunday. We all know this. I mean, we see it all the time. You go like this. How did that? How are the, like here. Would we not agree that the Buccaneers are one of the biggest surprises so far this year? And Baker Mayfield's play? Here, Baker Mayfield's play is the reason Baker Mayfield's play is the reason that the Buccaneers are 2-0. His quarterback is not costing. Here is the one thing, again, that you can always count on Jalen Hurts. Now, he's had three straight turnovers, three straight games. And they've been costly turnovers in all three games. Okay? They have. That's something we're starting to see a little more of because three games is a trend. Three games in a row, he's had a turnover, significant turnover. Okay? All three. Right? It's three in a row. Super Bowl, New England, Minnesota. There's three turnovers. They just haven't been like Throwing it up when we're talking about Hail Marys. Okay, so that's kind of wobbled a little bit. It just it just seems to me when I look at this group, okay, when I when I look at this group going into it just seems that they're not playing with confidence. I think the defense is actually playing with more confidence. If I look at it, right, I mean, they're doing the best they can with limited talent. They're just not very good on that side of the ball right now. Okay. The two tackles and Milton and Fletcher are really holding the fort down on that side of the ball. Really playing well. Okay. Scott goes like this. He's right. Up by 16 and 20 are trends also. And surrendering those leads are also trends. Turning every game into a one-score game. One possession game. Thank you, Scott. Always count on you to bring up trends. Damn right. You're up 20 and you're up 16 and you blow all those leads. That's also a trend. Correct. Giants are not beating the Niners. Not happening. They'll blow that team off the field. And like Boomer Sison said in the first hour, Daniel Jones will be running for his life. If he survives the game, I'll be shocked. That offensive line is going to have a tough game against that front seven of the 49ers. The Giants have no chance to win that game tomorrow night. That'll be a blowout. You, you watched what... 
if the, if the Dallas Cowboys put 40 on them, I'll be shocked if the Giants get in the end zone. I'll be shocked. Completely shocked. I mean, I'll, I'll be shocked. The 49ers are going to destroy that team. I mean, and Brock Purdy's playing really well, but still missing some throws. Dude, they get that thing going right in the right way. That 49er team is going to win the Super Bowl. They could win the Super That's a Super When I Hey, it's funny, man. You know, I, I should do that. I should do that before I get into the games this week. I should do that. Yeah, let me do that. Standings NFL. Let me let me let me let me look at this here. Here. Dolphins, can they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Jets, not a chance. Bills, yes. Patriots, no. Raiders, no. Chiefs. Yes. Yes. Chargers? No. Broncos, no. Ravens, yes. Steelers, no. Browns, I don't think so. Bengals, no. Jags, yes. Colts, no. Titans, no. Texans, no. Cowboys, yes. Eagles, Yes. Commanders, no. Giants, never. 49ers, yes. Teams that can win the Super Bowl. Rams, no. Seahawks, no. Cardinals, never. Packers, no. Lions, no. Vikings, never. Bears, never. Falcons, no. Saints, no. Bucks, no. Panthers, no. There's like 10 teams that legitimately have a shot to win the Super Bowl this year. Like 10 teams. And I would say the top five teams are your strong. Here, best team so far, I've seen the, the Dolphins, Tua's health is going to be clearly the centerpiece in this. If he's standing in week 17, Dolphins can win the Super Bowl. They can win the Super Bowl because they can outscore you. And get this, I can't wait to see the Dolphins versus the Eagles in the 31st-ranked pass defense. Holy cow. You, I hope Hassan Reddick's healthy by then. Holy cow. And their old line's pretty good. That play caller's good down there. Tyree Kill might have 500 yards on you. Who's covering Waddle? I mean, that Dolphin game is going to be interesting. I mean, Dolphins can't stop our pass rush. 
Where? What pass rush? Your two tackles? Not your ends. You're making it sound like you got the Daniel Jones and Mac Jones on a consistent basis. They both threw over 340 yards on you. What are you talking about? Both those quarterbacks were like 67% completion percentage against you. One guy threw for four touchdowns, the other guy threw for three. What are you talking about pressuring the quarterback? What, because one guy's got a half a sack and the other guy's got one? That's not getting home. You're already under your your pace of a year ago, massively. (laughs) What are you talking about getting home? Are you under the impression that your pass rush is affecting these quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones? You must not be watching the game. One of the reasons why you're last in pass defense. It's not because you're getting home. That's that's a made-up comment. Yes, Carter looks good. He's pressuring the quarterback. It's still not affecting the game of the quarterback. These guys, and these are the lesser QBs in the league. Shit, there's a there's an odds out. Do you know Mac Jones is the second favorite guy to lose a starting position? And he had almost a career game against you. Seriously, there's like an odds out on who's going to lose their job first, a quarterback. He's second, according to the betters. Sills clearly is not watching. I, I never said that. You played Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins. What are you talking about? I said the 49ers are, once again, 49ers are going to destroy Mac Jones, or going to destroy Daniel Jones, going to destroy him. Whatever, dudes. I don't give a shit. All over the place, like your defense. And if Barkley doesn't play tomorrow night, 49ers will destroy them. Don't get mad, guys. Hey, man. Tell you what, Buccaneers Monday night, that's a good-looking pick. At home, upset? I don't know. I'm leaning there now. I'm leaning there at the Buccaneers to win that game on Monday. I wasn't on Monday. Now I am. I don't think your offensive line could stop that front seven. I don't think you're a very good pass protecting team right now. I said I'm leaning there. Five points is kind of in that Mendoza line area. Okay. It's kind of in that line. I I probably should have took it at the six and a half or even seven. But that number's consistently going down. What's the number now? Let's take a look at that. See what the number is today. What's the point spread in the Buccaneers and Eagle game on Monday night? 
Three days ago was six and a half. Tony, you know what it is? It's five points, so it's gone down a point and a half in two days. <laughs> Money's going on the bucks. It's four and a half Eagles now? Wow. It was sick. So that thing's gone down two points in two days. David, is that right? Is it really four and a half? I got it. I got it. I can't be four and a half. It can't be four and a half. See, I see five, too. I don't see four and a half. I, I mean, seeing a point spread go down two, two full points. DraftKings is four and a half. Whew, that thing has dropped two points in two days. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Man. Should have grabbed it, man, when it was six and a half. Money's going on the Bucks to win. Hey, anyone know what the over-under is on that? I'd like to know what the number I would like to know what the over is. Let's see here. 46. So they're looking at a 2320. They're looking at a 2323 in there, kind of like 2724, kind of like that kind of game. Okay. Quan goes, I gave Arians a secret sitting in my basement. Him in Tampa, in my studio, I gave him trade secrets. Thank you for the, thank, th- th- thank you for my importance, Quan. I'm sure those paid professionals already know everything I said. I love the challenge. Not easy. That's right. Won't be easy. Thank you, Quan, for your confidence in me that, you know, so wait a minute. Given the, you don't believe what I say, but I gave the Bucks secrets. <laughs> what secrets? All you had to do was turn the tape on. The 22 is available. Well, not everybody can see it. But, I mean, it's available for everybody to watch. Okay? They're looking at 34. 30- 14 birds game. That's what you're looking at, maniac? Wow, man, you're going to throw 30 points. You're going to hold the Bucks with that vaunted defense to 14 points. You know what? They're only at they're, they're only averaging 20. They're only averaging 20. So, but they're on they're giving up 17 too. Let's take a look at some of these games here. I think it is going to be a great week. I do. Hey, Dan, do you watch the All-22? Lenny, I do. I do. I get that um, I get that sent to me all the time. And I've watched the, I've watched the Eagles probably three times now since um, since last Thursday. Seals, what's your take on the buffs versus the ducks? Nicholas, they're going to get destroyed. Colorado. 
but don't be upset. Then they're going to get killed by SC. Now, wait a minute. I don't know about that SC because Lincoln Riley can't play defense. That could be like a 60 to 50 game. Okay. My problem is the uh, Buffalo's defense. They're not very good over there. Um, and I don't, and Oregon's good. Oregon's a 21 point favorite. Okay. And they're better than TCU. So, I mean, it wouldn't, but if they're three and two, it's still a tremendous story. I, 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 I don't, hey, you heard me say it here on a Wednesday. I don't see it. I, I don't see them going up to Eugene and winning like that. Now, you're lucky it's not a night game. It's in the daytime. That may keep some of the um that may keep some of the craziness because that's a crazy place to play up there in Eugene. But uh I think they get boat raced. Okay, I do. Yeah, Turner. Yeah, but I think that's I I think that Shador could score every down on the USC defense. Lincoln Riley. He's never going to win a national championship. You know why? He can't play defense. I mean, he didn't do it for a decade in Norman. He's not – defensive players don't play for him. Can you name me a guy that's ever been out of his football program that went on to be a superstar defensive player? Can you name me one? Can you name me one guy that he's had at OU and or SC so far where they went on to be a superstar defensive player? One guy. One 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 guy. I, I just, I don't, I, he'll never win. Um, all right, let's do this. Tomorrow night's game, I think the 49ers are going to inflict their will on that Giants team. San Francisco, Dallas, Philly, those are your three best teams in the NFC. Um, Chills, what do you think about Florida State beating an unranked Boston College team came right. Hey, I took them out of the. I took them off my poll, off the number one ranking, and put them fifth. As a matter of fact, my top five teams. Uh, my top five teams. I went. Here we are. Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, Florida State. Those are my um, those are my top teams. Okay. Let's see here. Danny, you're gonna Danny, you're really going out. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Barb. Thank you. Hey, real quick before I continue on the games. I've been asked to put a list together. By the way, we are working on Eric Allen. 173 names were released. Um, and by the way, you know what makes that list pathetic for the Hall of Fame? 
There's like 173 names. Dana Stubblefield's in prison for rape. And he's on that list. I don't know how they put and they put a guy like that on the list. And he's in prison for rape. Raping an underage woman, girl. And Mark Gastineau can't even see the light of day. And he's a two-time defensive player of the year. I don't know how Dana Stubblefield made it on that 173-player list and how the Hall of Fame justifies that by putting him on that list. Dana Stubblefield is in prison for raping an underage girl, teenager. And and I, I brought this up to the Hall of Fame the other day. And I'm like, what? There's got to be some barometer if you're behind jail or behind bars. You know, you you you, you got to keep these guys off the list. Forget the guy from the Saints who who was uh, accused of raping all them women who's in jail now. He was on the Hall of Fame thing a couple. I mean, right, Niner? I mean, look, man, Stubblefield was a great player, played right next to uh, Bryant Young. They were both really good defensive tackles. Okay, and I get it. I get it. That's his football life. That's his life now. And, I mean, should it play a factor? I don't know. It's kind of a crazy – sharper, that's it. Thank you, Chris. That's a really crazy question. Like, is O.J. Simpson a Hall of Fame player? Yes. Well, he murdered two people. Should it matter? Probably not. As sick as that sounds – but I don't know, man. I just got to – I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted on it. Like, OJ's, OJ's one of the greatest players in the history of the National Football League. There's no debating that. When you talk about the top five backs in the history of the sport, OJ Simpson is one of the top greatest running backs in the history of the NFL. Allegedly, Sills? It's not allegedly. He's in prison. Takeem. It's not allegedly. He's got 15 to life. It's not allegedly. He's in jail. Oh, OJ. OJ, allegedly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Got you, OJ. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You know, I always... Before I get into my Donovan McNabb question to you guys, you know, I always wondered this question. What if OJ had been acquitted in that trial and he was still an active player with the Bills? Do you think the NFL would have activated him? Do you think the NFL would have activated OJ if OJ was still an active player when he allegedly killed those two people. You think the league would have acquitted? Would you think the league would have kept him and put him back on the bills? Why? He was acquitted, Arthur. No chance. He had his day in court. OJ was found not guilty. And you would keep him off the bills because of what law or reason? What would what would be the reason? Because you assume it? 
Remember, remember what Lonzo Harris said in training day. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. I've always wondered what the league would do. The league was never put in that position where the guy who killed somebody, whether or not they put that person back on the field again. Sponsors? Probably. All right. Let me ask you this question. Because of the 173 names, I've picked a few out. And an interesting name came to me. And I had about 10 of the Hall of Fame voters. There's like 50-something of them. And they asked this question to me, is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? Is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? Should Donovan McNabb be considered for the Hall of Fame? Niner, no. Yell goes no without looking at the numbers. I think he's at 3,700 passing yards, 36, somewhere in there. He's got more passing yards, I believe, than Troy Aikman. No. He's an Eagle Hall of Fame. Turner goes, I'm the biggest Eagle fan. He's not. No Super Bowl, no fame. Well, so then let me ask you this, and this is here's where I'm going with this because there's another player that we're going to be debating pretty soon. His name is Philip Rivers. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer in your eyes? Because if I had – look, I don't really like McNabb. I don't like his pettiness. However, Donovan McNabb may not have the passing stats that Philip Rivers has, but McNabb was a more of a winner. I mean, what what do you take more into context? All the NFC title games? Sure, he lost them. He won one NFC title game, but he was in it more. I mean, so am I supposed to take the – see, and again, just so some of you know, I'm on this panel that puts these names together, and I do the research for these voters, and then the voters do more research, and what they do is come to their own conclusions, Okay. So I put all this intel together, but I could I could kind of like sway it with the person with some of the info that I give. Jason Cole has told you this. Um, um, Rick Goslin, who else has told you that I'm under panel? Uh, Jarrett Bell, I, I work for him too, doing this stuff. McNabb's Mc, McNabb's got a pretty good postseason record compared to the other quarterbacks. Rivers is, McNabb is not. Shady's a better question than Donovan. Shady McCoy, I passed on him. LaShawn McCoy stats, Romo never. I, I, I will not look at that guy. But Jerry will. Wow. Shady has 11,000 rushing yards? 73 touchdowns? 
All-time leading rushers, NFL history. Where does he rank? He's 22nd. He almost has as many yards as OJ. OJ played in 14 games. Huh. He's got more rushing yards than Ricky Waters, Warwick Dunn, Marshawn Lynch, who I think is a whole, he's got more rushing yards than Earl Campbell. Hmm. I didn't think he had that many yards. I didn't I didn't I didn't think LaShawn McCoy had eleven thousand rushing yards. That's a ton. Okay. Okay. He, he, that's a ton of yards, man. Wow. I think borderlines don't know. Still, it's a conversation you could put on the I think you could put his name on the table. Like I'll tell the I think you could put his name on the table. I'd feel comfortable doing that, wouldn't you? Um Nicholas, I don't look at all 173. There's like 20 of us that take certain names. I don't have to look at all of them. There's 20 of us. We'll take of the 173 names. I'll take like 25. Someone else will take 25. So I don't do I don't look at all of them. I passed on him because I didn't think he was close. But 11,000 is close. Okay? So, again, with McNabb, someone asked me the question, if I were to put the numbers together right now, I would say McNabb's not a Hall of Famer. I would put, because here, I would say Phil Simms is more of a Hall of Famer than him. Phil Simms is more of a Hall of Fame quarterback than he is. McNabb will probably have to wait until he gets to the senior committee. Okay. He'll probably have to wait there. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Nick, maybe 11,000 rushing yards. I mean, he's only a hundred or maybe even 95 yards shy of OJ. Eric Allen. Um, Ace Eric Allen is the guy I'm pushing. Okay. I mean, when I look at some of the defensive backs that have gone in to the Hall of Fame as of lately, and I'm talking corners and safeties, like to me, that Leroy Butler pick, it gets me. And I'm talking, I get different position stuff and all that, but Leroy Butler is not a Hall of Fame player. That is not a Hall of Fame football player to me. I thought he was a really good player. But Hall of Fame? Like when you were thinking of some of the greatest secondary guys, did you really put Leroy Butler's name up there? Over Eric Allen? I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't see Eric Allen. You know? I just, I, I, I just, I don't see it. The whole T.O. thing was a debacle. He should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay? So, yeah, no. 
Hey, man. Again, I'm going to get back to week three here. Tomorrow night's game. San Francisco's going to boat race that Giants team. Tennessee at Cleveland will be interesting without Chubb. They signed Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt got a ton of money, man. They gave him a ton of money today. Ton of money, man. You know why? They had to give him a ton of money because of the way they treated him. Talk about a guy waiting his time and getting paid for it. Tennessee, Cleveland. Is that Cleveland? Tennessee got to make a state, or Cleveland's got to make a statement. Tannehill turned it around a little bit. Atlanta at Detroit. Hey, Detroit, you got to learn to win, man. You got to learn to win. New Orleans at Green Bay. Green Bay's, or New Orleans has got to start putting good performances in. They're limping out of these games. They're 2-0-2. Denver at Miami. Denver's going to get destroyed in this game. Sean Payton. Is it possible he could be a one-and-done coach and go into the broadcast booth? You know Russell Wilson might lose his job, and you're paying him $48 million bucks a year. And the cap hit for the next three is unbelievable. If that team goes 0-3, is that what they would be? I mean, you got to look at that and go, it's a train wreck in Denver. Joshua, I never thought Sean Payton was a great coach either. I thought the media hyped him up. Mike McCarthy looks to me to be a better coach than him. I mean, Mike McCarthy's a better coach. What? Why would you think? I mean, what did he do without, you know, if you want to say that shit about Belichick and Brady, what's Sean Payton done without, um, what's Sean Payton done without Drew Brees? Mike McCarthy's won 12 games of, the last two years with Dak. That's not exactly Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to the Hall of Fame, Dak Prescott. And he's coached the Packers and the Buck. He, Mike McCarthy's also coached the Packers and the Cowboys, not the Saints and the Broncos. I mean, two iconic franchises he's, co- he's coached. Chargers at Minnesota. I think the Chargers go in there and kill them. This will be an interesting ball game here. New England at the Jets. I think the Patriots get a win here. Buffalo at Washington. Interesting ball game here. You're going to find out a lot about both teams. That game's going to tell us about Josh Allen, if they've reeled them in. In Washington, how good Sam Howell is. Houston at Jacksonville, I think the Jags right the ship. Indy at Baltimore, I do think that um, Lamar's playing better. Carolina at Seattle. I think Seattle's figured it out. 
Chicago at KC, this Justin Fields story. So what, what's troubling about Fields, and I had a couple of the uh, Bear guys on my Twitter tell me this, shitty O-line, shitty personnel, shitty coaching. Gee, nothing could go wrong. And so I said, by that metric, you think that Justin Fields could go into Philly and do the things that Hurts is doing in. And you know what they said? They believe that. And I'm like, I don't. I never thought Justin Fields was a good passer of the ball. I never thought he was good. And the majority of his touchdowns were in shit time. I never thought that. I never thought he was good coming out of college. How about this? When I watch the improvement that Hertz has made versus Fields, and if you really were serious, and I and I give this part of it, if you are really serious about developing Justin Fields, I would say this. What offensive-minded coach would want to coach the Chicago Bears, which Fields is the face of the franchise? Would you want to coach that? You could be fired in two years. Dallas at Arizona. Cowboys are going to destroy that team. Cowboys will be 3-0, and and that'll be a fool's gold game. Watch this. After here, let me let me let me give you the uh, Monday. Let me give you the Monday headlines. The Cowboys look like the greatest team on the planet. It's the best team since the Jimmy Johnson Cowboy days. Could be. Um, uh, Michael Parsons is the next Lawrence Taylor. Um, it, it's gonna and, and it's gonna be Arizona and a headless Jets team. Right. Pittsburgh at the Rams or the the Raiders. I don't know, man. Mike Tomlin, I don't know where he's going with that team. Then the Monday night game, we'll talk more about that, Philly and Tampa. Then you got Rams and Cincy. Uh, Is Joe Burrow playing in that game? There's some – hey, we're going to know a lot. We're going to know a lot about – some NFL teams as we come out of week three and go into Monday night's games. We're going to, we're going to know a ton injured calf. He's, he's probable for the game. Wow. All right, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Hey, by the way, don't forget one thing we're doing with our great contest here with Hooters. You guys, we've been throwing out a Hooters code. All you have to do is email us all your information We put you in line for you to be able to potentially win some of these gift certificates. You email the show at show at gmail.com. Put all your information there, and we'll name the winners on Monday for those great gift certificates and some of the merchandise. Simple as that. And we do it all week long. We name the winners on Monday, on a football Monday. And how about Maniac over here, man? Look at Maniac. Holy cow, Maniac's a Jersey guy. Jesus Christ. Hey, Maniac, you're a Jersey guy? See, you got to remember something about people in Jersey. There's a reason the Statue of Liberty faces the other way. For people like uh, Maniac to kiss the statue's ass, you know, because that's what happens in Jersey. (laughs) 
All good. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. and Hooters, the perfect pair. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. little bit of news here that Joe Douglas and Carson Wentz are having multiple discussions. And our inside source, who you could probably guess who that was and is, says that who are they who are they playing? They're playing New England. A lot will be dictated after this weekend on where they are if they're if the Jets are 0 and 3. Or excuse me. Right now they're one and one because they beat the Bills in the opener on Monday night. 
So they got to feel like they're still in it. And if Will if, if Zach Wilson looks decent, um, they may go another week. But it seems that Carson Wentz is the go-to. The here's the problem. The amount of draft equity you gave up to Green Bay to get Rodgers is the issue here. Or I think Douglas would have made a move for maybe Jameis Winston. But what would happen now is if you got any, even Marcus Mayer, say Joe Douglas wanted to call Howie Roseman and ask about Marcus Mariota, Howie would demand a two. A two or a three for him. And Joe Douglas is not giving up a two or three for Marcus Mariota. What you do is you take advantage of people that are panicking. So you're 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 just not going to do that right now. Um what 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 aren't you following along? What what are you not following along, Chris? The Jets are going to be desperate for a quarterback. Teams are going to take advantage of that. What are you not following? Holy cow, this guy's got the attention span of a gnat. What are you not following? I'm not telling you Marcus Mariota's worth a two and a three, but to the Jets he is. But to the Jets he is. Esiason happens to think he's the best option. Boomer's tied into the Jets, obviously. Okay? So if you called up the Saints right now and you wanted Jameis Winston, for instance, the Saints would want a two. Is Jameis Winston worth the two in in the offseason? Absolutely not. To the Jets, he is. The Jets have no capital. The Jets gave up a King's Ransom to get Rodgers. The only saving grace, they don't have to give the Packers a first-round pick. They have to give him a two because he's not going to play 65% of the snaps this year. That was the contingency. was like the Carson Wentz um, uh, Colts deal or when they sent him to Indianapolis. Was that, remember, it was like a two. And if he played a majority of the snaps, it was a one. Okay, that's kind of what this thing is. So that's where they are now. Carson Wentz is their number one option because you don't have to give up anything for him. I wonder what the price tag would be. Wentz, Jameis, turnover machines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, probably so. Something like that. Um, what about fields? The jets aren't going to trade for him. I mean, you know what? Do you call Dallas? Would they, would they move trade? Would they move Trey Lance? Teams aren't going to, teams are not going to, they're not going to move a back. You're not going to move Marcus Mariota because you need him in case hurts gets hurt. 
Jesus goes, Sills, do the Bears just cut their losses now with Fields and trade him to the Jets, especially after the D coordinator resigning? That team is imploding, and it's only week three. Trade him to the Jets for what? A fifth rounder? A fifth rounder? I would never do that. Okay. So I would say I would say Wentz is the guy. The team with the QB has the leverage of the Jets. Right on, Maniac. See, you you get that. This is a totally about leverage here. It's not whether the guy's worth it. The Jets are desperate. And that New England game will make them desperate because then they'll know Zach Wilson can't win. For sure. And by the way. That's a career game for Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson doesn't get it done against the New England Patriots and he loses that game, his career in New York is over. And he may be delegated to being a backup quarterback the rest of his time. That's a career game for him. And I think that's why they've got Carson Wentz on speed dial. And and you heard Boomer. Boomer Sison told you, and Frank even basically told you when he was on this show, F- Frank did not want to trade Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. He had a great year. Wentz had a great year. And like I agree with Boomer. He's the best guy out there. That was a great year he had. 27 touchdowns, 7 picks, 66% completion percentage, 3,800 yards. Nine and eight, we found out that the Jags were a better team. They lost to the Raiders and Jags down the stretch and finished nine and eight in 2021. He had a great year. He had a great year, man. Wentz did not suck that year. As a matter of fact, that year that he had, passing-wise, was better than Jalen's passing year Last year, look it up. He had one more pick and five more touchdown throws and a hundred more passing yards, or about the same. Maybe Hertz had a had a couple hundred more passing yards than him. Zach Wilson's Johnny Manziel, yeah. Okay. Okay. Lenwood goes choke artist. Well, if he doesn't play the way he plays in 17, you don't win the Super Bowl because you won't win home field advantage. He won you home field advantage in 17. That will always be a fact. All right, we thank Boomer Sison for coming aboard with us. Um, You could catch that interview. And I think we're getting Seth on. Seth had some stuff to do today. So I think we're getting Seth Joyner on tomorrow. I've had a really good run here. Rock and um, my boy Philly 500, man, we did really well yesterday. And Boomer Sison today. I think Seth tomorrow. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Hey, thank you again. Please hit the like button. Tone, great stuff as always, man. We thank you so much. You just absolutely continue to kick ass. Xander, Big Joe, we thank you. Three to six tomorrow, and we shall see you on the flip side.
Ball and Hooters, the perfect pair. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.